We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. We have live interviews, we have music tutorials, games, prizes, and more. Go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We go live and direct on Mondays at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, go check out our sponsor, modedstudios.com. They have all the freshest and finest patches and apparel fully embroidered one of my favorite is the baby yoda from the mandalorian go check them out for yourself m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com go check them out now on with the show
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. There you go, some old school air horn for that ass. Uh, we just got done listening to the latest single from Dillinger's Hired Guns uh, called Jellyfish of Love. I fucking love that 8-bit breakdown. That's dope. Thank you, Blaine, for letting us share this uh, song with the world. And also, this song is currently available today. It drops, and you can go buy it on iTunes. You can go stream it on Spotify. Just go do all that stuff. Go support our boy Blaine of Dillinger's Hired Guns. And, um, yeah, go do that. Just go do it. Today's guest, I am so excited because today is the first show that is, uh, is a, it's basically an excerpt from uh, WSEG TV. And, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that last one in there. Um, today's guest is The Nightheart, who is a hip hop alchemist and also friend of the show. And then we talked to Quien Sabe, uh, a, uh, uh, a, cumbia, a cumbia urbana band out of Salinas, California. So this is pretty exciting because um, this is our first live stream that we did for WSEG TV. And the interviews went great. Um, Nightheart came in to talk about his new album, Dream Boy, and his firsthand experience with the protests that happened locally here in Toledo, Ohio. And it kind of broke out into uh, some violence. And um, we talk about it. We talk about where this uh, where this came from, and uh, and it was great. Uh, it's great conversation, and I love Nightheart. He's a young, young, just young genius. You know what I mean? Like he's just this very uh, driven, and, and and just just you know, you should just go listen to the interview. It's it's fantastic. He is just such a he's a smart young man. His mom is amazing too, and we also listen to Veteran off of off of Dream Boy, which features his mom on it. So. Um, I love it. Mama Nightheart is the shit. Uh, I love both of those guys. Just super fam. And then, of course, Quien Sabe is <laughs> this amazing urban uh, cumbia band out of Salinas who uh, I just uh, I posted something on Facebook saying, hey, any of my music homies have any new uh, music coming out? And I just got a wonderful response of new music and that's sort of where i've been mining a lot of these upcoming guests was from that uh post so i'm gonna do that every once in a while so be on the watch out you can follow me on on uh, facebook at mikey p or it's facebook.com slash sweaty baloney uh, you can follow my personal page as, uh, uh, as well as the we speak english good on facebook and instagram and every fucking social media platform there is I, I just can't keep track of all these the social media platforms i just added discord and twitter oh my god it's insane yeah so that's coming up here shortly but first go to reinamystique.com r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com and check out uh her twitch schedule and our latest single uh chloroform which is a collaboration between reina mystique and the concrete project reina is twitch uh, is live streaming music 
and other things uh, every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 8 p.m. Tune in. Check it out. And, of course, WSEGTV. Not dot com. Come on. WSEG is going live and direct on Twitch at twitch.tv slash we speak English good. It's the show plus. I would say it's the podcast plus. Plus a video element. Plus music tutorial. Plus plus live looping i've been having more fun with the live looping honestly i want to get back into just i want to go back to i want to get back into the studio to stream just so i could do the live looping because i'm having so much fun with it i'm super proud of this guys and also before i forget in the show notes you can actually watch the video version of this podcast so if you're interested go click on that and if you're and while you're at YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. You know what? Let's just do the thing. Like, subscribe, review. So like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Discord, which I don't even know how you access the Discord out, outside of the link. It, it, I, I am still confused about Discord. Uh, we are there. Go at We Speak English Good across the board except for Twitter, which I think it's a We Speak Pod or something. It's so stupid. Uh, I don't know what what the fuck it is, but uh, I'll, show notes. Go click around in the show notes. You, you can follow us all there. Uh, so, and then also you can subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Twitch. You can subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Anywhere you get your podcast, subscribe. It, it, it's it, yeah, yeah. Just if you want to stay up to date with what's going on over here, subscribe. Also, you can leave a review. Now, this is the important part here, folks. I really, really want you guys to go out and just leave a five-star review, or you can go write a review. Either one helps us uh, exponentially. So, uh, any any type of review on Apple iTunes, uh, I don't know if you can do it on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you can leave a review, please do. Wherever you listen to your podcast, if you can leave a review, do it. <laughs> You can also write the show at WeSpeakEnglishGood at gmail.com. And yes, I realize that people have been emailing me, and I haven't been very good at responding. <laughs> and yes, I realize that you guys have been signing up for the fucking uh, for the uh, the newsletter that never comes. My bad. It's Quarantine's been crazy, okay? It's all crazy. Uh, I do want to read a couple emails because I think they're funny. Uh but, I mean, they're not that funny. But uh, it says, first of all, it says, Hello, Shayna. I'm just not sure if, I'm not sure if they're writing the right person. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think that they're writing the right person. Because who the hell is Shayna? Anyways, let's read this. Hello, Shayna. My name is Alexandra. I'm from Ukraine. And I love listening to your lessons. Your podcast is very informative for me. I like your voice and your pronunciation speed. If I understood correctly, you give an ebook with your lessons for free. But I can't find your ebook. If you can, please send me your ebook. I'll be grateful to you. With best wishes, Alexandria. Well, Alexandria, as I responded in the email yesterday, this is a music podcast. Uh, we don't really do all that, but I will be very happy to exchange emails if you want to uh, 
practice your English, which I've done with other people who've written the show. Because with a name like We Speak English Good, you tend to get some, uh, you know, some non-speaking English folks in your DMs. So <laughs> it's just the it's just the lay of the land for me. Uh, so I, I think this is one of those situations. I, I don't know where she got the idea that we got a, an ebook or that my name is Shayna. And that's okay, because you guys don't have to make sense when you write stuff. Sometimes I re get emails that just say, you know, purple monkey fart balls, you know, like it's not exactly, you know, that's not verbatim the, 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 the emails I get, but they can be pretty random. Um, <clears throat> I also like this. This one I think was more directed towards me. And in fact, we had a whole chain which I think I'm going to read to you because why the fuck not? We're here. We're doing things. And this is what we do here. So if you write the show, I'm going to read it on the air. If I if I ever get to it. Because sometimes I just, like I said, I know you guys have been writing the show. I know you guys have been subscribing to the newsletter. I see it. I see you. I, I, I'm hearing you. I'm going to send stuff. And it's going to happen. But uh, let's get this email out of the way so we can get over to uh, the Nightheart. So, greetings, WSEG. I hope all is well. Uh, I like what I hear, so I have two things. I'd like to send two things to you. Uh, music with a Z. I like his choice. Music. So, I need a good email. A couple of stickers. If it's cool, I'd need a mailing address. I do see both on your website. i just like to make sure. If those are correct and the best ones, just say so and I will use those. If not, please send the best ones. Bless up, Lanzo. Uh, CultureShock.com. So big shout out to Culture Shock. They are out of Florida and they do uh, they, they book bands, they book tours, uh, their promotions, they have artists. Uh, it's really cool. I actually went and checked out their website. And um, let me see here. So this is uh this is what i wrote to lance i said hi lance thanks so much for listening and reaching out i'd love to hear some more some music and a little more about what you and y'all do uh you can send parcels to blah 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 which if you guys really want to know the address to send parcels you can just look it up on the website i'm just not going to put it out here right now because i don't feel like it okay and then so lance replies okay great can i send you music to this email uh, and then what would you like to know? And I said, yes, send, uh, yes, email is great. F uh, yes, this email is great for music. I'm just curious of, uh, about what Culture Shock is. Where are you from? How'd you hear about me? The basics, winky smiley face. Uh, <laughs> Lance responds, Culture Shock is about promoting reggae and all its many, many offsprings, diversions, fusions, and hybrids. Our means are through being and having a large collective of DJs, radio stations, doing promoting and vending our reggae brand of the same name for shows, festivals, concerts, and events. We also produce music and book tours for bands in Florida. I am an MC and I host and I host most of the biggest shows in America. So it's ultimately about the music. So when I see someone doing something good with music, I like to support and encourage them. I am from Florida and based here as well. Went to school in North Carolina, worked in uh, radio, Jamaica, New York, um, and uh, we found you through the good works you are doing. So keep it up, bless. That's great. So I said, that's awesome, man. I played a lot. I played a ton of. 
I played with a ton of reggae bands based out of San Diego and LA. Played Cow Roots, One Love, Music Festival, name a few. I have a, f- I have a strong love for the reggae community. I'm always looking for new guests, so if you ever have any artists that would be interested in chatting, send them my way. Respect. So there you go, folks. I thought that was great, and I also think that it's great that, um, you know, people are reaching out, especially the reggae community. You know, I, I, I have a an affinity as you heard me say and plus i'm constantly having people on who are in the reggae scene so it's uh it's uh, you know i i love that i love this kind of stuff i love it when people are and and now hopefully we can connect and that would be wonderful if we could have some kind of working relationship with culture shock out of florida where we were talking to guests and stuff so who knows but that's what's so interesting about this podcast is that it's just <laughs> It's growing into something that I never would have expected it to grow into. But how could you, right? Okay, guys. I think that's about enough out of my ass. Let's get over to the Nightheart and uh, let, let's talk some turkey. Uh, he has a new album out called Dream Boy. We listened to Veteran off of his latest album. And then just a little heads up, uh, right after Veteran and right after we play uh, uh, Night, Nightheart's song, we're going right into uh, Ken Sabe and with uh, with some of the boys from the band. So just expect that it's gonna be veteran the song and then Ken Sabe and then we're gonna listen to Mata de Mota, which is the latest single from Ken Sabe. And um, ah, pff, the song is so dope. It also they release it with a video game that you can download on your Android or Apple devices. Uh, called Mata de Mota uh, by Kian Sabe, and you can go do that right now. So go download the app, go play the game, go, and then you're going to hear the song today. And honestly, you should go watch the video because it's amazing because it's like this 8-bit... Uh, vid- they just basically took excerpts from the video game and made it into a video. So it's dope. Okay, guys, I will see you guys on the other side. I hope you all are doing... F- fine i don't okay you know what the night heart everybody big oh no wait you're the only person oh here we go hey okay so we're gonna go over Hello? to hey what's up man so everybody doing, man? W- welcome nightheart Hold how on. you guys doing hey you just <laughs> you just got an air horn lit. <laughs> hey man how you been man i'm doing pretty good bro you know staying positive man taking uh all this craziness going on and Trying to focus it on something positive, man. How about yourself? Um, likewise. Uh, it, it's been. It's. I mean, like this last couple months has just been. It's. Oh my God, you're not even on there. Hold on, man. I didn't transition. Thank you guys. Thank you for. <laughs> you're, now you're on the screen. I. It's. So I don't know if you knew this, but this is my first yeah. one of these, and so I'm still <laughs> getting used to the technology and shit. So it's kind of crazy. I'm, I got two cameras and lights and shit and words right. and like dude like look at like what a 
I'm just going to show you what a little bit. Yeah. I don't even know if you can see that much, but. Yeah, dude. It's like a fucking space shuttle in here. Anyways, um, I, the new album, oh, the new album is Dream Boy, the prequel. And, yes, uh, and I don't know. I, did we talk about it when you were on the show the first time? I think you were yeah, kind of we, working on this, right? Yeah. We're, um, we kind of glanced over it. I really didn't have any confirmation for the project yet, so I didn't want to give out much detail, but right. we have mentioned it a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, tell me about it. I mean, it, it's, you, I listened to it. it, it you fuck it. You're, you're, again, you're divulging a lot of personal stuff. You're, you're uh, you know, you're talking... You're not talking about normal things that you might find in hip hop. Right. Um, right. You know, tell me a little bit about the conception of this album. Well, um, the whole concept of Dream Boy actually goes way back to when I was a kid, man. Uh, I used to have these crazy dreams and I thought I had a superpower or something. So I used to call myself Dream Boy. And so, like, the, the whole idea of Dream Boy has been around since I was a wee lad, you know? And so uh, I started working on this project about four years ago, kind of like some of the songs and some of the concepts are like four years old. And it took a couple years for them to get laid down to the music, to get mixed and all, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's it's been a lot of hard work and energy put into the project, man. Uh, I'm really happy with the outcome, all the features, all the productions on it, man. And uh, yeah, man, but it's, it's been about four years of trying to develop the, the project. Uh, no, I, I I think right off the bat the first song is is produced by Pressplay. I, I don't know if he's heard me, but uh, is is uh, did Pressplay do more than that song or where? How many? Oh. Go ahead. Press Pressplay engineered the first song. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, there was a, a couple guest uh, producers on it. Um, Surreal Ramen, Kato on the track, as well as um, an artist named Cambion and. Pablo Sanchez. However, most of the project was produced by my in-house producer in session. He produced about 17 songs off the project. Oh, okay, so, okay, okay. Yeah. So, you know, I know we talked about this on the podcast before, but, you know, you're not afraid to get emotional. You're not afraid to go outside yeah. the norms. What What is it that drives you to kind of go in that direction? I feel like, you know, um, we all have emotions. We all have these feelings in us and i found that a lot of people um always don't know the proper way to express them um they sometimes you know need someone else to help you know push it out of them and so i feel like as an artist and as a musician the more emotion and stuff i put into my music the more that my fans will feel and the more it'll help them in their journey so i feel like it's kind of an obligation to really try to even at times when it's hard for me, put as much emotion as possible. Cause I think that's the kind of stuff that is going to matter most to the, like the hardcore fans, like the dedicated fan base are going to appreciate that a lot. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, like I, I, I say this all the time, but it's like, I, I always appreciate an artist who, who isn't afraid to be vulnerable, who isn't afraid to show that they, they, you know, sometimes I do cry, you know, like this yeah. is, this is how it is. Uh, yeah, it's, human yeah exactly and, and and to to sit there and for some artists to sit there and not want to show that it, it just i feel like it creates a disconnect between it me does. and that person it does for and, sure 
because like when i when i hear a song and, and you know like and it depends on who, how you write you know because not everybody's out there writing exactly what happened to them in life and i'm sure that's you know you're not saying word for word everything that happened to right. you <laughs> and you know i'm sure you're speaking in hyperbole and metaphors and yeah. all the things that you know hip-hop is all about but uh you know it's a uh, to to sit there and deny that vulnerability, I feel like it's just you're denying your audience uh, a certain side of yourself. But then again, certain uh, artists don't want to put that out there. You know, they don't feel it, like they it, need to, you know? It's true. And some artists, you know, are very successful at doing that. So exactly. if that's their fan base, if they have a support system who's okay with that, all the power to them. But just from what I've seen, a lot of the artists with more longevity, um, are consistently trying their best to put, um, you know, as much of themselves into the music at all times and not trying to skimp out, you know, on the fans, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who, who are you listening to right now? Who are you really into um, right now? I'm really not listening to a lot right now. Um, I had to, like, purge myself of, like, listening to music because I'm, I'm, I'm starting a new uh, wave of creation since I dropped the album. And so I'm trying to get like a fresh start of where I want my direction to go. And I don't want to be influenced by too much. However, um, Roddy Rich, I've just gotten super hip to. He's dope. Um, Jack Harlow, I just got hit, hit really hip to. He's dope. Um, and Enrico Nasty, I've been kind of listening to a little bit, but <laughs> I'm not sure. The right on, man. Uh uh, I'm sorry. I got to say this fucking chat, man. This chat is gonna be the enemy because I was trying. I was just trying to check in real quick while you're talking, and then of course my biggest fear was, what the fuck were we just talking about? <laughs> so wait a second. Can you just back up a second? This hey, this is growing pains, everybody. We're just yeah. gonna have to deal with this shit for a second. <laughs> so what were you? I'm so sorry. What did you just say again? All right. So basically, I was saying, you know, okay, you act. Stop. You got it. I, you, all you had to do was give me that. So you're not listening to music right now because you're not trying to be influenced by any outside sources. Yeah. Thank exactly. you so much. I, I really, truly appreciate it. Like, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> hey, listen, 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 Linda. Okay. Uh, th no, because you know that's a, that's a really interesting thing to, to to think about. Because when I'm looking to start creating and stuff, I, I do the yeah. exact opposite. I'm like, I need to start listening to as much stuff, especially if I have an idea of what I want to do. Um, right. But I can see how that could be a trap because if you're right. just listening to stuff and you want to do it like that, then how are you reinventing or creating something new? I understand that. Like, yeah. like. Like, if I already have an idea kind of going, sometimes I'll listen to it, something or gain some form of inspiration. I think that's a great way to, uh, like, uh, go about your artistic process. However, where I'm at right now, I feel like such a blank slate. Like, I feel like a blank canvas. Yeah. And I just really don't want to soak up anything right now because I feel like I would just, like, I don't know. I want to, I, I know I want to be very careful with, like, the styles and what I decide to do next artistically. And so I'm just trying to figure out that direction organically and without like any outside influence. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm totally with you with that as well. I, I was just telling you the, what I was trying to say was that you can yeah. get trapped in creating oh, yeah. something that you're listening to instead of something yeah. fresh. 
which for what sure. you're trying to do and you're trying sure. to avoid. Yeah, for sure. It happens, man. It oh, does yeah, totally. happen. Absolutely. Is that always a bad thing? Because sometimes it's like you can get inspired by, you know, artists or peace or whatever, but sometimes eh, yeah. <laughs> no, you no, but you you see it. You see it when uh anytime you see a new rapper blows up, all of a sudden you have like 20 other rappers who are just doing the same shit, you know? Like doing the same cadence, same, yeah. you know, like when Migos was huge, you know, every, <laughs> everybody just started mumbling shit, you know? Like well, it's just yes. it's just it's just how it works, you know? Uh I think it's just the corporatization of music yeah. and that's just how it works. They're just like, "Oh man, we made a bunch of money off Migos." let's get like 50 more amigos i'm sure that'll yeah. work and it's like this weird model that works for a little bit of time and then sort of fizzles out which we sort of see yeah, for with, sure with migos like, kind of falling off it's super weird because it's like you know uh the music industry is like a big factory and they're constantly producing new acts new names new artists and putting their stamp on them and it's like you know once like a style of an artist becomes like worth money, like the Migos, like their flow became like such a popular flow that it was it was valuable. So it was like they thought that they could put that equation, that formula on different people. And it just doesn't no. doesn't work like that, man. No, it, doesn't. it doesn't work like. That. No, it doesn't. Man. And, um, you know, and, and like I'm not even hating on Migos because honestly, no, I, I work out to that shit. That shit gets me <laughs> fucking going. It's like, yeah, I hear you. that's just anyways um so you were um y you know on your instagram i saw that yeah. over the weekend or maybe even during the week um you were involved with the marches that were going on here in toledo and yes, I, sir. I was kind of hoping you could give us a little perspective on that and um um Ooh. on uh what what made you first of all what made you decide that it was time for you to go out and 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 and, um, and protest you know Everything was going on, man, and I was really trying to figure out my place in it all because, you know, I wanted to figure out a way where I could make some, some kind of impact or influence, and I just didn't know what was the right way for me to go about it. And so, you know, on the personal level, I felt like there was an obligation to go, and then because I have a platform and I know people are inspired by me and watch me. I feel like it, it's, it could set a good example for anyone following me to see me out there that maybe it will push them to get out there or figure out a way where they can contribute in their own way to the cause. And, you know, um, it was a really dope experience. Like, it was a really dope experience, man. Um, I got downtown when it had just gotten started. And so we all flooded the street and this man was giving speeches and every. There were people from all walks of life, older folks, younger folks, kids. It didn't it didn't matter what ethnicity, what financial background you came from. There was a it was a mixture of everybody there. And we were all there just for peace, you know, um, and things did end up taking a very sour turn, um, which was super unfortunate, man. It was super unfortunate um, from the from the protesters perspective. Um, we were marching down the street, man. And all you're seeing, all you see is these big clouds of tear gas oh, just flooding the street. And so there's hundreds of people, hundreds of people at this protest. And it's like, it's like, before you know it, a wave of like 200 people just start running and running. And so it's like, 
you know those stories about like getting caught in like a trample and getting like stepped on and all that stuff yeah. like yeah. I'm, I'm like confident that happened to a lot of people because everyone was terrified the tear gas um hit a lot of people man and you know it felt like that that was kind of like the escalation point that that broke down and divided the people who were there to protest to the people who were there were to riot because the people who were there to peacefully protest at that point were kind of like you know this is getting a little crazy i'm gonna back up i'm gonna go home yeah. but then you had the people who felt attacked behind you know the tear gas and it, and so they were ready to you know kind of escalate and so it was a very interesting two different sides of the coin you know um and it was interesting to observe, you know, we're, I'm, I'm rolling through the streets and there's a young lady who got her, her leg shot by a wooden pellet. And so there was a hole about this wide through her leg. Um, there were white guys walking up to me who said they got maced in their eyes and spray and again, and fucking, uh, they got shot with pepper, pepper balls for, uh, just recording the police and just for having signs like being hit with batons and all that shit. So um, it didn't really even matter what you look like. The police really weren't discriminating. It was just whoever that they could recognize or notice, they were making sure, you know, the people felt like they were in the wrong. And um, it was crazy to see, like crazy to see people and archetypes of people who you would never expect to be, you know, in these situations saying, yeah, I just got, I just got, you know, beat up by the police. Like it's mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, you see, there's so much convoluted information out there right now about, uh, protesters, looters and rioters, right? Oh yeah. So much crazy. I I don't, it's hard to know what to believe. And I, I, I tend to believe that cops just sort of, walk up into a situation just start fucking shit up yeah. i do yeah and yeah. not to say that all cops are horrible people um, absolutely but but then you see things about you know you have these provocateurs who are sort of said you know i heard white supremacist provocateurs yeah. and then i hear extreme leftists uh antifa yeah. gets thrown around a yeah. lot so you yeah. have all three of like just all this information coming from so many different yeah. sources what what did you see? What did you see with your eyes? I mean, like I know you saw you just saw people coming for it, but I mean I, I was seeing I was seeing people defending other people from the police. Like people, there was this girl on the ground shot, and these guys were pushing police off of her saying, get away from her. You just shot her. Like uh there were people walking around with just milk all over their face, eyes like red as you know, rubies. Yeah. Like it was it it was something that it was the closest to like a civilian, like quote unquote war zone yeah. that I've seen in Toledo. Like it was very like scary, man. Like cops were in full military, like black gear and dude, it was crazy. But honestly, one thing I will say that I feel like a lot of people um, with the negative perception of the protests really missed out on um, and which was the most valuable thing for me, at least. It was seeing the unity 
in the humanity in our community. There were people fighting for people they didn't know. There were people, we were just walking around and we'd have someone roll up on us and say, you need water, you need milk, you need food. Is there anything you need? Do you need a ride? Is everyone okay? We got asked, were we okay by like 10 different people? You know, there were people handing out water bottles. There were people with first aid kits ready to help people. Like it was so beautiful to see such a diverse pool of our community come together, support each other, fight with each other. And, you know, unfortunately, there were some turn of events, but seeing so many people supporting each other, especially in Toledo, where sometimes it can seem as though we're we're, we're a little bit split apart. No, nah, man, that one for that protest, it felt like a large majority of Toledo's population and just not only the population, but representatives of the population. You have people of all different cultures and walks of life there. And it was just like, wow. It reminded me that, you know, people do care and they care more than, you know, sometimes you would think. Because I sometimes have a pessimistic mindset. I'm like, it's not all, it's like sometimes I look at the cup half empty. And it really reminded me like, yo, this is beautiful. Wow, wow. This is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just so unfortunate. You're right. It, that did get lost on all this because all you yeah. see in any of the media is that it's just all... De- I mean, you know, in the last couple of days, there have been some peaceful things and we have seen some beautiful things where we see, you know, cops and military kneeling uh, with yeah, people and sure. marching with people. And, yeah. you know, I I can see from a perspective where it's like they're just putting on a show so people don't yeah. get wild. You know what I mean? Right. But, sure. but but we're hearing it right here it's like yeah. there is good out there there is there like no, not everybody that's protesting right now is just there to break shit and, oh no and it, and then it, you know it, and that's what we're getting and that's what's so sad about it, is that all we're seeing yeah. is that this is just all devolving into the yeah. country being on fire but we're missing this yeah. beautiful message that people are are truly sick of shit but like yeah. but but share a common love one love exactly yeah exactly yeah man and that is something that like we've been fighting for for a long time man you know and a lot of people have been fighting for this for a long time and to still see these things going on it's like it doesn't matter if you're quote-unquote black white or whatever dude it's it's literally about the principle that people are losing their lives over insignificant things and that you know i understand to a lot of extent why people don't even why people don't like the looting and shit but i think there's a principle behind understanding that material possessions and material objects are not more valuable than human life and you should not place something that can be manufactured or that can be replaced that has a serial number against a human person with you know the actual a person you know it's it's not yeah with a pulse yeah exactly man yeah no, no, you're right, man. It's just, it's just so hard to. I'm just having the hardest, hardest time, you know. Like I, I know that I am so for against this movement, and I'm so for equality. But like when I do yeah. see, I mean, when I do see rioting, when I do see looting, I mean, it just it saddens me, man. Because I know that's yeah, not, it it's not the message that this it's this not, movement not, is trying to push forward. And yo, please, it's like um. I don't know, man. It's like, you know, with, there's a lot of people taking advantage of the chaos and the craziness. Yes. And, you know, with the 
already with this movement being so strong, the media is like the media is doing what it what it can to sort of manipulate some of the information and it and it creates a a dissonance between the people who are observing it from an outside view and what's going on because like you said it's some of it's really sending the wrong message they're highlighting the wrong things and putting the wrong things in the wrong frame yeah. and i think that's one of the most unfortunate things because it's like I'm, i do understand that there there are some things that personally with my moral code i don't agree with you know but like it's just people taking advantage of the chaos. It's yeah. like that that has happened forever. You know what I'm saying? So it's like don't don't blame the heart and the soul of the cause uh, for, you know, some of the um, just the ripple effects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do, on, on some level, do you believe that the looting and rioting is justified? Um, I think. I don't know, man. The word justified is interesting. It's I, like I, I understand agree. I agree. both perspectives. It's like I really do. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, and I feel like it's really up to the to the person um in the circumstance. I I know for a fact there are people who are just doing fucked up shit out there and ruining the name of the whole movement. But then there are some people out there who feel as though, you know, they deserve to be compensated for their suffering. And, and, with, yeah. and with all this, all this crazy stuff going on, yeah. stealing them an Xbox one or something ain't the worst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, so, I, feel, I feel No, no, it's just, I mean, I, it's, I'm always going to take a hard stance against violence and, and, yeah, and looting. Sure, I'm man. always going to, it's just always going to be there. And, um, I, you know, but I, I completely support this, and, and um, it's amazing to see the youth and to see young uh, artists out there sh letting their voices be heard, and, and I super appreciate uh, you coming on the show and talking with us. Thanks for inviting me, man. No problem, man. Um, fucking, there'll be more of these, because now that we got, sure. now that Twitch is up, man, I am just <laughs> doing shit. Oh, shit, I hit my Absolutely, pen. bro. All right, man. <laughs> Nightheart, I appreciate it, my friend. I will Thank talk you. to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We're going to play. What song should we play by you, Nightheart? The off, um, the, off the new album. Play uh, Veteran. Play Veteran. Okay, let me see. It actually has a surprise feature. It's featuring uh, my mom of all people on yes, the first verse. I love your mom. She's <laughs> just such <laughs> a wonderful woman. Okay, it's Veteran? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, there it is. Okay, we're going to listen to Veteran while we bring in Ken Save or Ken Sabe. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right, man. Nightheart, thank you so okay, much. We'll talk to you soon, man. Here's Veteran off of his new album, Dream Boy. I'll be right back, guys, with Ken Sabe. Drown in the ignorance When they wanna climb Break them down Pop a pound to the ground Shut them down at the entrance 
motherfuckers hate on my potential. Miserable with a life uneventful. So they throw shade, hate a raid, they resentful. I try to keep my life nice, neat, and simple. Use the lead in my number two pencil. But if you really want war, knocking on my front door, you can score with my lead to your temple. What would you live for? What would you die for? For what would you sacrifice all your pain when it's depleting your life force? In the eye of the storm, I've been writing my wrongs, trying to rebuild with my back to the wall. Bet I endure all the elements, young in the flesh, but my spirit a veteran. I turn this misery into this entity, but you don't know what the fuck that shit did to me. Retrain my brain, he taught me mentally. Gotta stay woke when I'm working with enemies. Make your work, make your work. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out, my friend. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Um, this is our first stream, so we're pretty happy to have I'm you great. guys on. I fucking love your new single. It's it's Mata de Mota is the new single, correct? Yes. Awesome. Mata de Mota. No, no, I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm Hafsican, okay? So I didn't get the... Hafsican. I didn't get... I didn't, <laughs> I've actually never heard that term before. That's, that's pretty good. I've well, only heard people say Whitesican, but Hafsican, that's... Hafsican, <laughs> Chikonki. I don't know. That one's... That one's Chikonki. That one's fun and kind of racist, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, the... the uh, I didn't get the half that understands Espanol. So I uh, don't know what most of what you guys are saying, but I did grow up on cumbia music and... and uh, Right on. And, and that kind of music my mom exposed me to. So I, I do have an affinity for it. And I love this type of music. And, and go Selena and all that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Selena's California, man. That, that's, uh, I'm not sure. Is, is Hondra, I'm sorry, not Hondra. Is Carlos? I'm not sure where Carlos is. We're, we're going to look for Carlos. He said, he said he's on the call, but it sounds like a lie. <laughs> uh, hold on. Carlos is also on now. Okay. I don't know how I let him in. See. See, just so everyone knows, we had planned on doing it all on Zoom, and then uh, we, they, Carlos and Hondo aren't together, so Zoom, what they're so nice and what they do is they cut you off after 40 minutes after having a, a, a multi-party stream or multi-party call. So Skype, on the other hand, does not. So it's, uh, was it pretty easy for you to get in from your browser? Was everything okay? Yeah, it was pretty pretty straightforward. Okay, yeah. cool. Zoom, I think the thing is, Zoom charges you. Exactly. So, like, if you're Zoom, if you're paying for the service, then you can do whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And have you uh, have you done any of the like uh, live streaming yet? Any of the live uh, streaming performances on Facebook or anything yet? Uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of stuff. Um, well, when all this stuff kind of started, mm -hmm. we did like a bunch of like small shows like on on Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. And what we did is because we're all kind of quarantined in different places. Right. What we did is we're like, all right, one day you're gonna do something and one day the other guy's gonna do something and the next day this guy. And so we kind of took turns just doing our own little shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that but well it's been interesting well that, yeah. that was the thing about um this whole streaming thing is that everyone found out really quickly what works and what doesn't and uh yeah the one thing about zoom was is that they have this crazy um uh, 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 what the hell you call it? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a noise gate, but it's a filter. Oh, here he is. Here he is. Hold on. Let me see if I can get him in here. Add people. I want to add. Boom, bam. So, Boom, bam, bam. Oh, he's there. He's there. He's right here. Hey, Carlos, are, are, are you going to be on the, on audio or do you got a video you want to be on? I, I, I can, can see a video. Both. Oh, is he is he here? Yeah, I was able yeah, to see his video. Oh, no, he disappeared. Oh, there he is. Mario's <laughs> jumping on right now. He's uh, he's getting. Okay, his, okay. He's getting... Yeah, we were kind of jumping back and forth. There it is. I got you both. Yes, this is awesome. Boom. You guys, you guys yeah. have no idea how happy this is making me to see and hear, and everyone can see you guys, and everyone can hear you guys. This is amazing. By the way, Carlos, this is my first stream on Twitch, if, if you didn't know that. So this is all very much uh, fun uh, and exciting. This is my first time on Twitch, I think. Oh, good, <laughs> good. Wait, yeah, it's my first yeah. time, too. Right on. Well, yeah. me and... Uh, me and Hunter, start twitching. Dude, have you guys... Have you, so you guys, uh, you're not familiar with the platform at all? Uh, I, I know... I have a, a neighbor who, I guess, he has a pretty popular Twitch channel. I don't know what he, oh, plays. Nice. he plays. He plays something, but he's on it for, like, 72 hours at a, at a time <laughs> like, yeah it gets something crazy like that. it gets crazy yeah no, no it's a it's an amazing platform man and i've been talking about it on the podcast and everywhere and obviously i'm on you know i'm on twitch now but like it's just it's just uh -huh. this amazing platform where you can really build a, a true uh amazing community of real fans who actually go out and support and like they they buy the merch they buy the they listen to the music they show up to your streams and and they want to talk to you it's just like um have you ever heard that thing where it's like you got to find your uh your hundred true fans have you ever heard that yeah where if you yeah. find a hundred true fans or something like that, that that they'll be able to sort of support your art and and you'll be able to you know sort of make your way with your fans. Yeah. So like it's like human infrastructure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so it, it's it's sort of something like that where you can sort of build that community that those like real fans on. I've 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 found yeah. nothing but positivity on it. But anyways, yeah. Carlos, thank you so much for joining us, my man. Uh, yeah. He uh. We were just talking about you guys were streaming on Instagram before, um, right at the beginning of this pandemic. How did that guy? How did that go for you guys? Did you enjoy that form of expression? Um, it was it was fun, um, just being able to connect. But there's always a, a big difference in uh, like playing live and like connecting via um, internet or social media. It's like it's not the same, you know. You you can't feel the can't feel the sweat the heat yeah and the energy the, from all the energy yeah, yeah no doubt definitely man. so that was, was like different that was the biggest thing that I, that i well obviously it's the most obvious thing dude wait a second do you live in a house that's almost like a hexagon that like circles all the way around and like there's like a carlos i'm talking to you yeah <laughs> do you live in a house like that yeah actually this is about that, yeah, this is that's a the upstairs, right? This is like a geodesic dome. Uh, yes, I've um, been no, to your this house. This is a downstairs. I'm actually, oh. I'm actually the downstairs. Is that? Oh, a, right on. Is that a common? Is that a common kind of design for houses over there? 
Because I've been, I've been, um, I've been to a house over in your guys' neck of the woods that has this like crazy hexagon shape to it. There was this amazing Fender Rhodes that, like, this original Fender Rhodes that had like tubes in it. They, there was like a little band in there that played all the time. Is that not your house? Yeah, that's uh, that sounds about right. <laughs> it, it sounds about right. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I think that we've jammed together in some form or, or another because um, I don't know. Are you guys uh ever heard of Skanks Roots Project or Skanky? He's a uh, he's yeah. a DJ Joss Skanks. Joss Joss Skanks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, dude, Joss Skanks. Yeah, man, that's that's my homie. That's uh, I, I'm in a band with that that dude, and we play like Casa Sorrento all the time. Like, oh right. Oh, you play with SRP? Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, oh, I'm right Keezy. I'm pro- I'm pro- yeah, I've met you before. Yeah, yeah man, we probably party. <laughs> yeah, right there at the dome, I bet. Yes, man. at the dome, yeah, man. Yeah, this, this, this is the dome. Dude, I'm hazy, Dude, that place is so, like, it was just such a cool time I had there. Like, I remember my buddy Danny Dredd was, like, passed out playing the bass. He was just like, like literally passed out, like just, but keep holding time, bro. Like he was like, <laughs> he was like snoring, but holding time. It was nuts. Fucking nuts. That place is so awesome. I just love that the structure and like the actual, um, the sound, um, like how sound bounces in that house, how like someone could yeah. be on the opposite side of the house and someone could almost whisper something. And it sounds like it's right next to you. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. No privacy whatsoever. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's, I live with that every day, bro. <laughs> so you guys uh yeah, are, are um so you are you guys from salinas uh I, i'm from currently i'm the only one who actually uh lives in salinas and the rest of these guys are actually from uh from la and and other parts oh that's right right yeah. carlos you're from los angeles right and, and in mexico yeah yeah i'm from i'm from la um but uh we ended up uh living and transplanting to uh, chular Okay. Um, which is the the big town, the big town of Chular. Hey. That's kind of a that's kind of where, where where one of the base camps is. Okay. Um, now some of us live right here in a in a in a Prundel area, Salinas, and we're kind of scattered throughout the the Monterey County. Um, mm. But we've lived in different places. I lived in Salinas for a bit, lived in LA for a bit, yeah. um, and now I'm here in this little this little bubble. <laughs> and then we have dumb. a Ponguero that lives in in Fresno. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice, man! That is so cool that that is so cool that we've probably hung out and jammed together. That's fucking rock and roll. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, so I'm, I was just curious, like, what was your guys' trajectory before this pandemic hit? Like, what was you? What were your guys' plans for 2020 as a band and personally? We were actually in the middle of planning a tour, like right before this happened. We were like, we were like having like meeting after meeting about, all right, we're going to go to, and then we already had like a few dates booked. Like we were, we were going to head down to LA and then, uh, and then I think to Mexicali and then Tijuana, Make some other places. Yeah. And then going to, so we had this whole tour planned and then, oh, and then, uh, uh, Modesto with our homies, Valley Wolf and, and all that. And all of it postponed, like little by little, we started hearing the news and like everybody else, we had to start canceling and right. redoing our plans. And yeah, it was, it was a shame. But luckily, we were able to bounce back from it. Um, uh, we had some music videos in the works that a- actually ended up turning into uh, different projects that we were able to mold into the <laughs> format of, of this pandemic. So, you know, it's it's been a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a challenge, but we've been pivoting now, right? You know, like, uh, uh, as far as the touring and like, like Andro said, a lot of stuff got canceled, but we had some uh, we had some some songs that we were about to release so 
uh, we just kind of shifted and used our resources, like a different artists that we have and different friends that we know. We kind of got them into collaborating and to help us make um, kind of different music videos because we can't, you know, we got to follow social distancing and all. Yeah. We want to stay safe. So so we kind of had to pivot a little but But yeah, we, we ended up making a, a, that little video game. I don't know if you got a chance to play it. Uh, it's downloadable on uh, Wait, uh, app stores. That's a video game? Oh, hey, what's up, Mario? Oh, what's up, Mario? Uh, <laughs> Mario Cortez. I was in the wrong place. I was in the... Uh, oh, in the, the Zoom. That uh, line, that room. Oh, man. My bad, man. <laughs> Carlos. He, was on, he was on party line. <laughs> he was like, hey, who's in this room, fool? It was pretty fun. I didn't want to leave, but I was like, all right. No, fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, Mario, man. Uh, introduce yourself, man. Uh, what do you play? Uh, my name is Mario Cortez. Uh, I, I'm one of the chorus boys, and uh, I play the guira. Uh, okay, nice. Uh, and the chorus boys? Hey. <laughs> no, this guy's got it. Yeah, you got it, bro. Well, well we were just talking about... Uh, what Are you going to take your job, Mario? <laughs> we were just talking about uh, what you guys were had in the works before the pandemic sort of hit. Um, so, so you guys were able to sort of refocus. I think that's what a lot of people were able to do. A lot of artists I saw were sort of, if they weren't like freaking the fuck out and be like, oh my God, the world's ending. Uh, they were like, yeah. they went into hardcore, like refocus and let's go forward. Um, it's been actually very inspiring to talk to people over the course of this pandemic because everyone has been very like, uh, you know, I had the moment of like freaking the fuck out. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep working and focus on that. And there's a lot of amazing uh, art that's being created right now f because of nothing else to do other than to sit there and create. Um, I, dude, I love yeah. your guys' Mata de Mota uh, uh, video. That shit is so cool. I love the song. Uh, I was telling Hondro before, uh, before you guys got on that uh, I'm half Mexican, uh, but I, I got the half that doesn't understand Spanish. So I don't know what most of what you say is. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, I, I love it and I grew up with the music and uh, you know like it, 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 it's fun to see that and like so I, I wasn't I'm pretty sure that you guys were pro weed with this with this video but like Mata de Mota that translated roughly into what is that what it, it's is that killer killer weed or is that no, it's like a like a stock of weed stock of weed oh, okay okay, yeah, okay like a like a rama ah yeah so it's <laughs> Mata means a plant. Bro. Right, right, right. But oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. But now, it does I, have that double connotation, but it also means matar, which means Okay. Hey man, you you got a Hey Mario, you got a lot of uh, echo. Do you have anything on in the background? Like, do you have the stream on in the background or anything? Oh, it's because I'm partly like right. I'm right next to the guy. We're in, we're in like. Uh, oh, you guys are in the same room together. Okay, right on. It's all good. We're gonna make this check. work. It's all good, guys. Uh, so, so uh, who, were, who made you it? were talking about the you were talking about the cue sticks, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can hear them everywhere, anything, everywhere, at all times. It's it's like three dimensional sound. Like, how does? It's insane. Yeah. I love it though. That like I really I remember me and my uh the bass player for SRP when we were at that place it was like, "Oh my god, I'd love to record something here." We weren't sure what we would record there, but like we wanted to record something uh that might have been like a louder noise uh, and record it from the other side of the room and just see 
what the sound of the room did to whatever sound we were trying to capture because we we're just so interested and it's nerd shit, man. It's fucking nerd shit. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the wood paneling, bro. The wood paneling. Yeah, is it's like amazing. Sounds like, really nice, mm-hmm. you know. I see you got no duels. You are, are you not a drinker, bro? I gotta, I gotta keep it under control, my friend. <laughs> I, I'm the same. Hey, man. Hey, my. Let me tell you something. My music career started when I stopped drinking. So I, that was around 30. Oh. I, I stopped drinking and I was able to function as a musician. And then I started working, which is fun. Uh, so, so this is something that you've struggled with, Carlos. And you know, I think I think it's it's just about control. Like uh, we mm. were just talking about this in another interview. Like you know, you gotta you gotta kind of know, right now. It's a hot day, but you know, there's things I got. I want to get done. I don't want to get all fucking yeah too relaxed. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's about keeping the balance. Keep drinking. So it's not, it's not so much a problem more as like I gotta get shit done, bro. I can't be hammered by one in the afternoon. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's just control knowing yourself. I think yeah. once you get to know yourself, you know what you what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, at, at a certain age, you're like, hey man, I gotta kind of mellow down on the on the getting too crazy and just focus. Yeah, and, and that helps, you know. Yeah, it is uh, especially wh- with especially with us that we're playing like super party Constantly. music right right I, I mean all their, all their shows are usually like pretty up-tempo environments and people yeah. are just like here's another drink and here's another drink and here's another drink yeah. and you're just like okay how am i i appreciate the drinks but how the fuck am i gonna play the songs bro like we gotta work this <laughs> yeah. out honestly that's one of the biggest like struggles of like well not one of the biggest but one of the main struggles of like being a musician is like like you're playing in a party environment but you have to remember that you're not there to party. Like you're there to entertain. So like you have to be like exciting, but also like like conscious of what you're doing. So in your right mind. Right. So like you can't go. You're driving the party plan. bus. Yeah. Yeah. Man. You're driving the party bus. Can't you crash can't turn around and be like, hey. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, we're not crashing into the side of the mountain, man. We gotta keep it going. Oh man. Yeah. Those people are like, wait, who's driving? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you guys had any uh, uh, rough experiences get, having a little too much fun before shows? Oh, yeah. Every, every <laughs> <show>. <laughs> All you guys just looked off like, uh. <laughs> so, Definitely, bro. Right. So with the band, you guys, uh, the band's been around for a while, right? Like, uh, and, and can you say the name of the band? I have no idea. Because, like, again, the half, the, uh, the half Mexican of me doesn't understand Spanish. <laughs> Can you can you say your guys' name for me, please? It's called Quien Sabe. Thank you, thank you, Reina. Yeah. You were right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Reina got it. Reina, Reina. Oh my Reina god. Reina got it. Oh my god. I am she just is terrible. The queen. <laughs> she is the yeah. queen. My she she's my queen. Um, but anyways, she. Aww, uh, so the the band's been around for a while, correct? Uh, yeah. The, it actually started out as a as a project with Carlos here. Carlos oh, okay. was the um the original constituent okay okay <laughs> yeah it was it was like a singer songwriter project you know i kind of went around doing like a lot of open mics uh, uh just kind of writing tunes and then little by little it just kind of started growing you know getting a different collaborations and and it just morphed into this yeah well, what 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 was the, sort of the thing the precipice that sort of uh pushed you to add more members and like get a band together uh, I just like collaborating, man. You know, like I'm, I'm an artist. Um, I collaborate with different artists constantly, and I, and I, and 
just always working in different art forms. And uh, in this one, uh, me and Andro kind of met, and we just kind of started like. And Andro just kind of kept going at it. And then Mario came in and out, um, and then my other brothers came in and out. Um, but me and Andro kind of just steadily kind of in, mm. been uh, uh, keeping up, like the collaboration and just kind of putting things in and out for the, the music, as can sabe. Oh, I mean, so you guys decide, so have you guys been, uh, how long have you guys been like actively like a band band and like touring and, and, and recording? This, this band that we have right now yeah. has only been together for like around like five five years or something. Oh, okay, okay. So you guys yeah. got some. So you guys got some mileage under you. Okay, and you guys you guys travel a lot, correct? Like you guys you guys tour a lot, or do you just cover a big space? Well, we play. We we try to stay within the circuit of of here in California. So we go like up to the Bay Area, mm -hmm. like every now and then, and then right here in our in our hood, like Salinas, Monterey mm -hmm. area, and then LA. And then we try to just do that circuit over and over again. Yeah. And then whenever we get a chance, we we've gone to like we've gone to Mexicali and we've gone oh. to Yuma. Uh, we went to Mexico City a few times. Nice. Um, and then we went we to. Try, we try to make that journey. We try to make the journey to Mexico at least like once a year. Um, mm. if, if things are good, this year it's kind of been postponed. But you know. What? What? Why? Why do you? Why do you? Everything that's going on, you know. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. Why do you guys make that journey every year? Oh, cause we we love Mexico, man, and then uh, we have we have that we kind of visit, and also we like to play shows there. Um, try, try to push it out, you know, more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, and little by little, we made it all the way to Mexico. We've gone all the way to Colombia, and so we're just like stretching, stretching <laughs> the legs, bro. How do you end up in Colombia? Uh, uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> 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 Pablo dropped a line like I need I need y'all down here now. Somebody somebody put bags over our heads and then they were like fucking shut up. Get in the back of this van. Get in the van, stupid. <laughs> and then we were in Colombia. <laughs> no, no yeah, uh, we actually have a we have a friend, uh, uh actually a reggae artist from out there, a reggae band that's been around, one of the pioneers of reggae in Colombia. Um he's a friend of ours, so um we linked up with them and we were able to set up a a tour out there so it was pretty cool definitely a what's, what's the name of the artist uh, alerta camarada. camarada what is it alerta camarada oh wait wait he he does a lot of different like, isn't he originally from like uh europe or something or he's from colombia he lives in europe or something um, I'm, I'm wrong he, he lives he 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 does do a lot of European stuff. Like mm -hmm. he's like done a lot of the like sunsplash stuff. He's like connected with Europe, but I don't think he lives out okay. there. Okay, yeah. I think I'm getting somebody mixed. Board. Yeah, he he travels he travels a lot. Like he he he's constantly touring in Europe and uh, different parts of Latin America, and he makes it up here too. But the, those are those guys are worldwide, man. Yeah, yeah. He's they're, they're basically like the reggae ambassadors of Colombia. Oh, okay, right on. That's awesome, yeah. man. Uh, so you guys um with with this last album it's the last uh the last album that you brought in a producer right is that am i correct or is it the, is it the current i'm sorry the the because you guys you guys worked with um because i think i've heard of uh I, I wrote i saw something on here i'm looking through my notes guys just give me one second oh sam pura <laughs> sam pura uh, yeah now is that is that the same sam pura out of san francisco out of panda panda studios Yep. That's oh, it. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. He's actually based in Fremont. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have but heard of that cat yeah. before. He. Okay. So he's man. 
he's he's done he's done other um he's done like bigger productions and stuff right like like he he has like um yeah he, man he has some his, he has yeah. some credits he has some credits his his claim yeah, to fame yeah, is the uh, you know, story so far gold yeah. records you know yeah, and all yeah. this stuff. Now, started, how, how did you guys link up with him uh we have a friend who plays in a band called gardens it's a it's a hardcore band uh here in salinas and uh jacob he, yeah shout out to jacob right there yeah jacob juarez uh chuggles nephew <laughs> it's the, so he he plays in a hardcore band and his band uh so sam was like kind of like uh leasing <laughs> part of his studio out to like freelance producers mm. so they were recording some of their stuff over there at, at his studio and uh he linked us up with the cat that they were recording with there and then from that guy we met sam just from being there and then we became best friends with sam so <laughs> ended up recording with him. it's interesting well, actually we were we were just telling like like he was enjoying the sounds we record he has like a split studio and we were on one side oh. and then he was recording on another and like yeah he was actually recording the I newest we like the newest story so far record on the other like, side oh right on yeah that that's interesting because like was this the first time he ever crossed over into like cumbia? Yeah. Okay. This is, so, yeah. Is, as far as I know, this is his only like Latin project like ever. He's like, ever. <laughs> like the the day we got there, we we were there and we, we asked him if we could rehearse in the studio for a little bit. So we were like there rehearsing, and then he shows up. And he's like, "Man, are we gonna win a fucking Latin Grammy or what?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. No, I, I really, I really dig like what you guys are doing with, uh, with, with your visuals. I like what you do. Like again, I wish I could understand more, but like I like that you're taking this, um, uh, the vibe I get that the urbana or the cumbia urban urbana. I think that's what you guys are saying. That urban cumbia, cumbia thing, kind of taking it yeah. and making it not grimy. I'm not saying grimy, but like making it a little bit more. Um, I mean, not that rough. neat. Yeah, exactly. A little bit more rough. A yeah, little bit more G. Yeah, just adding the flavors and inspirations that we have, you know, mm. from like, you know, funk, rock, yeah. you know, reggae, mm. uh, everything is kind of like mixed in with, you know, the roots that we've we've been raised with. You know? Right, right. And, and you know, like, I, I think I read uh, Wasted Noise, right, Hondro? You, uh, you've played with Wasted Noise before? Uh, I I filled in with Wasted Noise a few okay. times, yeah. Okay, okay. But they're they're yeah. just super homies of ours. Like we're all like, yeah, yeah. We've we've been we've all been friends for years. All the, Carlos used to live with with one of the members. Actually, oh, okay, right yeah, well, he's a, he's a he's a cousin. He's a cousin. Oh yeah, he's like, a cousin. We, I, I live with that guy, and then like after living, we like started talking about like where our parents are from and shit. Yeah. And like little by little, we made phone calls and we we're like, hey, you know this guy's grandpa. And he's like, yeah, I know that guy. And then I talked to my dad, and then it's like, oh shit, we're cousins. <laughs> so <laughs> my dad, you know, my dad said he's like, we, used, I used to fight that guy. They <laughs> <laughs> so used to fight I each other. His, there, his, our parents used to his fight pops each other, and my right? pops they used, to, they, used to, they used to fight when they were kids. That's funny. <laughs> it's 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 small world, man. Small world. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like we're we're in this weird time right now, and. um you know, like there's a lot of uh, obviously a lot of social unrest, and uh, I don't I don't know what what how what do you guys how are you guys feeling about what's going on right now? What, I mean, just I mean anything. It's a it's like just like just like you were talking about how um, just the pandemic in itself created like a challenging moment for artists to kind of grow and develop new ways of connecting. Like I think all this all this time is like a time of change and it's like a pivot. Yeah. So, oh, 
they're happening and things are changing. I have to kind of like see what's happening and, and, and be a part of that change, kind of like help bring it forward, you know, as best as we can. Yeah, I, I think I think part of what's going on is that like this whole COVID nineteen bullshit kind of like uncovered a lot of flaws that uh like a lot of flaws that a lot of us already knew that were in our system. Yes, but some people just kind of like chose to be blind to them, and now that everything's kind of like out in the open, something something like police brutality is a lot more vi- like visible for a lot of people. So it created like twice the backlash as it would in in a time where it there was there wasn't a pandemic you know what i mean right and that's why this like civil unrest has been going on for so long and for and why this movement has been like going on for so long like right now you know what i mean so yeah yeah totally. i think it's good it's good it's good and it's bad and and what's bad all around. what's bad it's exciting it is exciting what, what what's bad yeah. what's exciting about it uh what's bad is i guess the the violence but not just the violence but the fact that people a lot of people are choosing to focus on the violence that's happening right now that they're seeing on TV mm. rather than the violence that has been occurring for over 400 years, yeah. you know what I mean, of oppression. And, and, and by the way, the violence that our country commits on other countries all the fucking time. Since the inception of this country, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the crazy part. Yeah. Um, but I think that, that this is kind of like a good time to reflect and really see that, you know, like the hour glass has kind of broke. People have, have like really kind of grasped uh, onto that and really are showing that. So we'll see, man. We just got to stay safe and really, you know, keep supporting the, 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 the people. You know? So, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's kind of like watching a, a, think about it like a sweater, you know? You get a, you get a, you got a nice little cardigan that's like sewn together. And you get a little a little piece of it caught on a twig or something, and it pulls a little thread, and then you just keep poking at that thread, and like you're watching that thread just kind of unravel that sweater yeah. little by little, and like the more you pull that thread, the hole gets bigger, and I think that's kind of partially what's happening right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, like you, if you look at it, our economy's in the shitter. Uh, you know, like we 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 you know we have dead people of color in the streets, and it's uh, there's social unrest. And the most, the, you know, the most fucked up and infuriating part to me is is that the stock market is fucking soaring right now. Like, yeah, what yeah. what what does that say to you guys? What what does that say to you? I don't know. I, we're actually talking about that. I was I was talking to Carlos about that. We're like yesterday, like. Some stocks went up like eleven percent. It's like that's kind of like unreal. I don't know what's what that's all about, but yeah, pretty weird. And There's sadly, not... we're broke, so we have nothing to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's something that I saw where, like, if because I might be wrong, but like, there, there's something to where, like, when the when the market is undervalued is when it's under one hundred and fifteen percent, and when it's overvalued, it's over one hundred fifty percent. Which mm-hmm. means that like everything, which means that there could be an extreme crash. Yeah. And right now it's at like one hundred fifty five, one hundred sixty percent. Right. So the market's way way overvalued right now for some reason. Yeah. You know where whereas it crashed like just a few months ago, it was close to crashing a few months ago or whatever. How do you guys uh, think that? How do you how do you guys think that people perceive that notion that the world is the country's on fire, everyone's unemployed, forty percent of small businesses aren't coming back after this, and and they see the stock market flourishing? What what, what do you what, what do you think 
that what kind of signal do you think that sends the people or what kind of signal does it well, send to you i i think uh, uh i think you just got to pay attention like you know like a musician you know we're always looking at patterns and following patterns and mm. seeing kind of what's coming next yeah and like uh, be intuitive in a way but like t- if you look at history i'm sure that there's a lot of a lot of commonalities um of things that are going as far as the market and like the the unrest that's happening um also like you gotta understand i mean i don't mean to get all crazy political but no no no. this, this, this is, is also where i'm a going with industrial, it okay yeah so this is a military industrial complex you know that, that we've been feeding into and like violence only creates more ammunition being used meaning that a lot of businesses that are umbrella businesses that have that have big companies they're they're creating a, a different type of money you know and a different type of numbers going up in their sense so I could see like how any war um, creates a lot of a lot of benefit to some people who are taking advantage of that position. Yeah. yeah. To me, it just kind of it, it symbolizes like strongly the disparity that exists in the country. Like as people yeah. as poor people get poorer, poorer, the richer people get richer, and that's mm-hmm. you know that's just fucked up. That's the stratification that we live in, and that some people choose to not like witness, just like some people choose to believe that racism is not real. Like yeah, you know. Bullshit. Um, no, I think as I think also, as musicians, we we've seen it kind of like the gentrification of some neighborhoods. You know, like we've played. I'm sure we've, a lot of musicians have seen this. They play like at some bar that at some point was was still cracking and had like a like a family vibe. Then eventually they got bought out or the rent was kind of like raised up to the point where they couldn't do it. And then you lose that venue or you lose that position in that spot. And that's kind of an example of partly what's been happening for a long time in this country. And just people are kind of upset about it you know yeah yeah no i i heard this guy say um that really resonated with me is that um um a national budget says a lot about a nation um where people allocate their fund where a nation allocates its funds um says a lot about it and so what we're seeing right now is that we're our funds are allocating to keeping these huge corporations, their pockets line just fine while we are here with the scrap. Oh, they sent us $1,200. Thanks. You don't like, yeah. fuck it, you know, but also like our community just lost its barbershop. It lost its local grocer. It lost its, fun, you know, like we lost so much of our local economy over these last couple of months. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like it, it just seems to me that, you know, I, it's just it's hard to say because people are burning shit down and and I get it and they want to burn down this corporate structure that's sort of holding us down yeah. but then they have their phones out mate you know they want us to end slavery here in 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 America with the prison system but we're holding these phones made by slaves in another country filming it all and when you see all these protesters with their phones i mean i'm not saying that i'm not trying to say there's there's not a genuine movement here but i'm not sure if it's and I, and I hate, and I'm not trying to say anything incendiary because I am behind this completely, but I'm not sure if we're going to be able to take this one home, like, like the last time black home, black lives matter. Um, I, I yeah. you know, because, because what happened after that? I mean, you know, cops got some body cams, you know, but nothing really changed. So I don't no. know. I mean, I feel like if we really want some kind of change, we gotta, we gotta figure out where our money's going who these elected officials are that are making this money go to the wrong neighborhoods. And we need to figure out what the fuck we're doing wrong with it because we constantly deny the underserved 
communities in this country constantly and it's yeah. constantly these redistricting that these fucking politicians do to, to move votes around and to allocate funds to their buddies in their towns and it goes from local all the way up and so i think yeah, man. What sucks about all of this is that everyone's mad about Donald Trump talking shit and, and you know, he is saying incendiary shit. He is a piece of shit. But yeah. it was it's the same fucking people out there with their iPhones marching in the streets who fucking on election night stayed the fuck home. You know, yeah, yeah I think, I, I'm not I think saying that Hillary. Thing is that, yeah, please. No, I, I was I was just going to kind of say that. Uh, like, that's one of the biggest things is that, like, it's. It, the people that are in power are not our people. Yeah. Are not the, the color that we see in our country. And that's one of the biggest issues that that sadly I think is just gonna take time for for, you know, our people, you know, whether it's Asian American, Mexican American, African American to get those spots, you know, to really work hard and take over those spots because that's what's gonna take. You know, mm -hmm. when our people are there making those decisions they're going to make decisions for us right and that's one of the biggest issues you know? yeah and yeah and, and i think that's where a lot of the racist idea comes from is that um you know pe people of color don't really get a say because it's not an opportunity that's afforded to a lot of people of color uh we got a lot well, the of the system the please. system isn't set up to like the system isn't set up to work for us like to work for for anybody that's oppressed because it's the this country was already built on infrastructure like that was completely fucked up the infrastructure of slavery the infrastructure yeah. of like oppression of the bracero program like you yeah. know we've been we've been like exploiting people of color for so long that like we're still dealing with like what do you call it like the the, the we're still dealing with the the reparation the trauma like trauma yeah the the scars trauma. and also like the problems that weren't fixed, you know, it's like uh, um, there's a really good book like uh, that Howard Zinn. It's called The People's History, and like if you if you read that, like yeah. this is kind of the evolution of the history of America. You know, like we we were under turmoil from 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 the queens and shit over here, and then eventually riots had to break out because people were tired of the injustice, and it's it's just the base of of what this was built on, you know. Um, so because which nobody's chapter, paid attention to that, which chapter which kinda, chapter is that on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, but yeah, it, it talks about like the history and how it's been been built upon people's backs, and when that when that starts when that starts hurting, it causes riots and yeah. a lot of turmoil. So like, this is a part of the change, you know, trying to hide the dirt under the rug yeah. comes out. Yeah, and absolutely. It comes out and like, yeah, I yeah, like. Another, please, please. I think maybe maybe everybody should just read this shit. <laughs> no, no, time. yeah, no. It's a, it's a great book. I, I absolutely, I absolutely yeah. suggest everyone to go read that book. Uh, now, do you think? I mean, when you look at the the media right now, I just I get the sense that every like like most of America is full of just racist people who fucking don't want to see people of color come up and they want to keep them down. I mean, do you feel like most of the citizens of America are racist and just have nothing hatred for, for people of color? I think there's a lot of, there's for sure. a lot of fucking completely racist people in the world, but for there's sure. also what I think there's, for sure. what I think there's more of there's, there's a lot more people that buy into that old school notion of colorblind racism mm, where yeah. they're choosing to just, not see like disparity they're 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 choosing to see the world 
through like these lenses where everybody's equal when that's just not the case. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a bigger problem. Like, like, like not to say like fucked up, but white people who believe that there's no white privilege and that they don't have, and they're, that just choose to not see their privilege and to like, to just think that racism doesn't exist. Like that's just as bad as being a racist. Yeah. Like, because yeah, no. then you're ignoring the problem and you're allowing for yeah. those people to continue to be in power and to continue to oppress. Well, like, I mean, would you agree that the overt racism of like the 1960s and I mean, even the 80s, do you think that's still something that's fully strong? Um, that's still in because that's the vibe I'm getting. I'm getting that like that we're well, still living in. Well, this, it, please, please. No. And I'm I'm I'm, pl- I'm playing devil's it's, advocate. It's, in a it's, way. it's exactly it's it's exactly still there i mean me uh us three we 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 definitely are connected to the to the educational system and if you really follow the education system like think about that you know like those kids end up being the adults that we see today and if those kids aren't trained with how to how to deal with emotional situations how to deal with their community situations they're gonna grow up to just reactionary ways of thinking yeah. meaning I'm feeling emotional. I'm going to do this. So it goes back even to the education system. And, and it's like you said, uh, how the money has been allocated. And so far, the education system has not got the, the sufficient amount of funds to even help educate or support certain people who need the support. And those people end up getting into trouble. And then, um, you know, that goes even to like the prison pipeline. If you really want to get into that and if yeah. you really break that down, right? Like no. it's, it's, it's ways, it's ways that, it's ways that they, they manipulate education and tracking in order for for ways of, of guiding certain people into certain choices. A perfect example is your phone. You know, think about Google. Like when you, when you put food, it'll give you all the choices that you may have. So system kind of in place on that to people. It all goes back to education system, you know. And if you even break that down, it goes back to like the, the racist thoughts of the 60s and the 50s. And it's all just problems that have never been um, treated right they've just put a band-aid on or let's take the problem and move it somewhere else mm. and eventually that problem is gonna have to be dealt with you know yeah. eventually yeah, that it's kind of like how we went yeah. it's like how we went from slavery to segregation and then from segregation <laughs> to the prison system yeah like, yeah like basically it there was no there was no there was no solving there there was no problem solving it was just kind of removing a problem or finding ways of covering holes with other holes yeah yeah yeah, man. No, yeah. That, I, I think you're exactly right there. I mean, we're, we don't invest in these communities. We let schools crumble. We let schools crumble. We let schools yeah. crumble. We let cities crumble. We let, we let neighborhoods crumble while we have other neighborhoods who are getting the funding, who are getting... I mean, I'm, I'm going to hate to see what the fuck happens after all this is said and done, you know, like after the riots are over and 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 you know when the market really does start to balance out and start to like uh, the markets I, i'm pretty sure the market's going to reflect the disparity you know not right now it's looking great right now yeah. but you know that, that you can't have uh, your whole working class uh, 40% of them be out of work and still maintain this really high level of the market. It's just not possible. And I don't know anything about money. It's not like I know what I'm talking about, really. But it just, you know, I just, it makes sense to me. And that's what we saw in the past. I mean, we've seen this in the past. And that's kind of where I'm getting my thought process. But 
Um, yeah. Uh, what What do you guys think? Okay, so what do you guys think? What do you guys see for the future of of performance? And as we're starting to orp, open up here, um, uh, have you guys gotten any calls for any live performances yet? Uh, do you are you looking forward to that? Is it something you want to jump back into? Uh, I, I getting all our Mad Max gear ready for like that when we go out there. <laughs> you got your mask and your. Tanks. We're gonna be we're gonna be playing on the back of of like a fucking of a of like a semi fucking driving to the desert. <laughs> fucking <and shit>. headbanger! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be performing with chastity belt. So. Oh shit! <laughs> oh man! No, I just I just hope like I I honestly don't know like I don't yeah. want to say because I don't know but what uh, what I'm hoping for is that like independent venues don't take like a huge huge hit like i yes. really hope a lot of the venues yeah. that we because there's a lot of places that we that we love to play that are really supportive of like of underground like bands and shit and like i really hope that that system is still in place and those venues are still open and still supported by the people because if it becomes a thing to where it's either like we either play at dive bars or the oracle like <laughs> It's gonna be completely fucked up. Right. I, I just really hope that doesn't happen. Like Yeah. At least not too much. Yeah, I think I think I think I think a lot of we've already had a lot of losses just with like the ships in and like uh rent rent prices going up and stuff. And I don't I think, I think we have to really for those 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 venues, you know. Not only that, but bands. I'm sure there's a lot of bands that like if they don't have some people just make their income just off performing live, you right, know. Right. Um, yeah. and selling selling merch. So like Right now is a good time to to support your bands, you know. Uh, go to their merch pages and their band pages and buy stuff directly from them. That's the best way to to, to help them. Yeah. Um, and venues when they open up, try to try to support them because yeah, like there's already not a lot of venues to play in. Um, yeah. So if we lose more, it's gonna become difficult. Mad Max shit. Were, were, were you guys? Uh, were you guys? Because right now we're looking at this weird time in the country where like we had all these riots and stuff and, and we're, we're seeing that like, you know, what? forget about the riot part about thinking about it, but I'm talking about the pandemic itself with, uh, did you guys feel like that this pandemic may have been overblown or do you guys, are, do you guys have a real fear of what this disease could do? Uh, well, it's a, it's a tough one because, um, <laughs> And, and we ain't got no was, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I understand. No, I, I think that, that the numbers are going to tell how crazy it gets, especially right. right now that everybody's kind of basically out and about, shoulder to shoulder to each other. Right. You know. Yeah. This is going to be kind of like the 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 truth about it all. You know, whether yeah, or not right. um, it is real and it's some serious, we're gonna we're gonna notice it with the numbers. You know. Exactly. And if the case comes that it's like no one gets sick, then. We're gonna be um, like, hmm. Well, well, another thing too is like for for me, um, we were recording this this last year in October, and me, me, Willie, and even even all of us, Sam, Sam Pura, mm, yeah. had, we got super sick with like uh, crazy like a crazy flu, put us out for two weeks. My brother got like pneumonia and shit. So after getting that shit and then hearing about this happening in China, I was like, man, I don't want to get sick no more. Like that was bad. Like I died for like. A week, week and a half. Like no, literally, like I fell asleep on a Monday and I woke up on like Thursday, Friday, because because like my brother was, bro, you alright? And I was like, I'm alright, bro. I was just taking a fucking nap. <laughs> They're like, no, bro, you've been gone for like two days. So <laughs> you've that, been dead, that, bro. That, that, 
<laughs> yeah, he's like, you were dead, bro. Oh, man. That, no. that, that really gave me something to think about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, you know, like there was a lot of people saying that around here, and even my son, which uh, uh, I think that had some weird, like weird coughing thing where he wasn't, you know, like he was, he had fever, and it was like unlike anything we've ever seen, you know, it was some kind of flu thing, but it was it, like we we're just like I don't know, and it's just so hard, weird yeah. how the disease works in the first place, you know, some people are affected, some people, they they were saying that George Floyd had coronavirus. And he's just walking around asymptomatic, fucking just spreading it and like not knowing. So I like your point that you said that you, you don't have, P, we don't have PhDs here. And to, yeah. to yeah, say, I mean, to know what's going on and how deep this is would be, yeah, I mean, we, we don't really know, but I don't think all, they do either. All we can do is be careful, yes, you know? Yes. Yeah. Be cautious, you know, and just take those, those measures because it's, like I said, it's when you're dead, you can't come back alive unless you're Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos rises. Uh, so then, so, so then, what, what are you guys' plans then after this pandemic? And hopefully, we still have venues to play. And like, what, what, what's your guys' plans? What, what do you guys want to do once we're getting back into this? We get we, just get back to business as usual. I mean, we're gonna be we're still we're still releasing music. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be releasing a a, a new song. Uh, I think in a few months and then um and then well luckily like like carlos said we were recording before all this happened so we actually recorded our whole like new ep that we're going to be putting out next year so nice. we have all that music ready to go yeah. so we're just going to be releasing little by little and then hopefully when we get back um to to playing again we'll have a whole fresh set of music to play for everybody so. yeah yeah no yeah I and we've been we've, we've, we'll be putting out content we got music videos coming out um we have that game. We we put out a video game um, for Mata de Mota, and so there'll be stuff that we'll be putting out um, every like eight weeks, you know, give or take. Mm. So just just keep us posted, and then once we're out there, we're we're ready to make people dance, man. Hell yeah! No, that that Mata de Mota video is so dope. How did you guys? Uh, what, who came up with the concept, and who animates? Like, who? What is that? How did that happen? Uh, so that that was a collaboration with our with our homie uh, 8 Bit Rafa. You guys can look him up on uh, IG and uh, Twitter. Twitch. I think he's on Twitch too. I think. Oh, nice! What's <laughs> yeah. his name? Say it again. Yeah, 8 Bit Rafa. 8 Bit Rafa. 8 Bit Rafa. Okay. He's a local artist. I've collaborated with him through for a while, you know. Um, and he got into game developing. Um, so I we kind of shot around an idea about a video game. Um, and then eventually. The universe kind of just made it happen with all the things that kind of just went down. Yeah. It kind of became became what it became. And and instead of a music video, what he did is he took pieces of the actual game that we produced and he just kind of piled them to create a music video. Oh, okay. But all those all those that you see are actually parts of the game that you could play. Oh, that's that's actually yeah, so. genius and like what way to save like a shit ton of money with animation? Like you're a paid for the <laughs> animation for the game. Why not? Shit! Hold on, guys. <laughs> I had a sound. I have a sound pad with sound effects right next to me that you guys can't hear, and <laughs> my elbow is hitting it every once in a while. And you guys remember the Scat Man? I'm the Scat Man. Yes. Because I'm a child, I uh, I have that sample on my sample pad, and my elbow hit it, nice. and so randomly. Anybody watching the stream right now just got beep, boop, 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 boop. 
And, uh, it wasn't the fucking, uh, and, and, it, it wasn't the, um, the air horn. I thought you were going to be like, oh, that's dope. <laughs> I just did it. Don't worry. When you listen to the audio version of this, the air horn will be in there. Right. On. I think, maybe. No, maybe I look forward then. to it. I don't think it will actually. No, it's not. Never mind. The air horn will not be in the audio version. I'm still working this whole fucking thing out. Can I request the sound? <laughs> what, what, but yeah, but what is your sound though? I, I do want to know. What would I it be? Don't, know. don't tell me farts it's or something. Like, it's like a tiger oh, roar. More like the little the paletero bells. Ding 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 ding. A little bunch of little kids will start running at me like. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it would be the du- the dude in in the city tamales. Hell yeah. Everybody come <laughs> running. The, so so the game, like, tell me about this game because I didn't even realize that it was a game. So what? How do you do it? Like, where do you got to go to download it? Because I'm gonna. Oh, go it's a mobile that. game. Oh yeah. Oh, Ty. Yeah. So you, you can go to the you can go to the App Store, uh, either the the Google App Store or the Google Play or or the Apple App Store. And you just type in Mata de Mota, same as the song, and it should pop up. And it has the, the little characters are us and, and then uh, the other band that we did the song with, uh, Tropa Magica. Oh, yeah. So, Tell me about those guys. Who, who are those cats? Tropa Magica, uh, they're a tropical punk band from L.A. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> they, they, uh, they do like, they're basically like a, like a punk rock band, but they do a lot of like, like they do like, like tropical rhythms, they do like cumbia and they kind of like like psychedelic tropical psychedelic rock. Yeah, it's like they're crazy guys, but <laughs> they're crazy. Um, guys. Definitely drop shrooms. They eat some shrooms before the show, man. That's yeah, they're they fucking. They're they're nonstop, but they're they're good friends of ours. We've we've been doing shows with them for a while. We 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 used to play with their old band with uh, the Commons, so we we've known the guys for for a good while. And uh, and yeah, because actually, I don't I don't know if we mentioned that that song is actually a cover. Oh, it's a cover of a, a, uh, yeah, it's a it's a cover by by a, uh, this dude named Chico Che. Oh, okay. Who, he wrote that like towards the end of his career, like in the like late '80s or something. But back then, you know, to be a, a artist of like his kind, to be putting out a song about weed, weed. was kind of like weird, I guess. Yeah. Like he, he actually never he never recorded it or anything. He never oh, recorded so it. And really, son yeah. came along. Yeah, and then uh, and and then his son. Like his son would play it live because his son was more of a like a rebel. <laughs> yeah, he was more of a brasquacho yeah. than him. So he he went out and he would, he he kind of popularized it, and then we decided to cover it. And since us and Tropa Magica are both like big fans of Chico Che, like we decided to do it together. Oh, that's cool. So how did you work that yeah. out? How how do you do a collaborate collaboration between two full bands? There's different ways you could do it. Um, or what we you did, guys with, do it? Yeah. What we did is we just we recorded the whole song over there at, with Sam with Sam Pura, mm-hmm. and then just sent him the song and they recorded their their part of the vocals over there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So Hell pretty yeah. simple technology. But, yeah, technology. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. I mean, no. I was, you know, honestly, I was curious on like how did you figure out who played who? But you guys just went in, laid down all the instrumentation and and some vocals, and then you're like, hey, this is what we did. Just send us your vocals and we'll mix it in. Yeah. Basically, basically, like when people when people pay for like Drake to do a feature, that's that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> they pay Drake to sit in his private studio at his mansion to to spit yeah. like a, a, a quick sixteen for that quick fifty k. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah. Nah. We we know these guys for a bit. Um. Mm-hmm. I think I think me and Andro kind of like we were talking about remaking the song, 
and we thought that they were a good a good pair because we like have like the same kind of uh, feeling towards uh, towards Chico Che and that style. Similar so, interests. So yeah, similar <laughs> interests and shit. And so Andro kind of he, he helps the, the arrangements a lot. So like he does most of the arrangements. So he kind of started developing what we were gonna do, and then we split the vocals. We played a little different live, mm. but um, the way it was arranged was more for 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 the listening experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 a badass song. I love. Like, uh, <laughs> I was talking to Alex, uh, your management. Um, you know, like I was just like, I don't care if they demonetize everything I put out with this song. I want to play this song on my show because this fucking song knocks. And it's just, I just love what you guys are doing. And and uh, I don't know who. Oh, I think you. I think it was Alex who actually dropped your guys's link in my because I put something up on Facebook. Uh, I was like, hey, any of the homies got any new music out? Look, drop a mm-hmm. link. I did one of those posts, and one oh, nice. this was one of the posts, and I just fell in love immediately. Like, this is oh my god! So yeah, I reached out to Alex, yeah, and uh, and definitely, and, and then it turns out that we like kind of know each other, and I've been to your house, Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's that's kind of weird, but you know, I mean, it's a small world, a small community. <laughs> Oh yeah. my! So, yeah. so you guys. Yeah. Are, you didn't wake up next to him. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did wake up next to him. Uh, but you, you uh, now, uh, Carlos, you you have some background in theater, right? Like you 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 do acting. Is that is that is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah I started. I mean, uh, I I do a lot of art forms. You know, mm-hmm. um, like like I said earlier, like I, I'm always collaborating in the arts. But my 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 first art form was theater. I did a lot of theater. Um, and uh Andro's also done uh, some music directing for theater. Oh, fun. Um, Mario's also done a little bit of theater with hey. me. So we've, I've kind of pulled people, people, pulled people in, um, and kind of share that art form. But yeah, I did, I did theater with Teatro Campesino a couple years. Uh, some theater in San Jose, uh, Teatro Vision. Uh, right here in Salinas, I did some theater at Western Stage. So yeah, I, I do acting, man. Um, yeah. I also do some sketches every now and then with El Gordo Mamon. I don't know if anybody uh, wants to check him out, but he's... He's a, a fun dude. We do some <laughs> sketches where I, I play some characters. <laughs> dude, what, what, dude, let, we're gonna watch some of that when we're done talking. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna watch some of those videos. What's what, what's it called again, please? El, el yeah, gordo mamón. Is... El gordo. Like uh, the fat, like the fat man. The fat. Yeah. And then what? And then what's the last word? Mamón. Mamón. <laughs> You're getting the monetize for sure, bro. Like, <laughs> like, dude, I, I, because, uh, because when we're done with the interview, I was gonna play Mata de Mota, and then maybe we're we might just keep streaming and just watch some sketches by Carlos and, and his homeboy <laughs> El Gordo. Uh, the uh, so so with with the acting, is that something that you guys that you guys have all like really taken to? Uh, I mean, because for me, that's fucking scary as shit. I I did some improv classes, but like acting, I don't, I don't know about that shit. That's scary to me. Uh, once you get used to it, man. I mean, it's it's like being on stage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I did it. I did it for a while. I, I kind of studied it um, and and went that route for a little bit. But I recommend everybody dabbles in it. Like you know, Mario's done it. Handro did some musical directing. It just it gets you comfortable. It gets you comfortable with like performing in front of a lot of people yeah. and, and it just kind of keeps you um keeps your instinct up you know like your chops right and, and but but it's it just seems so like vulnerable like like with music you're sort of up there with your homies you know it can be or or you're at least you're you can hide behind the music right 
but like yeah. i feel like on stage you're like putting it all out there and it's just it's just you and your other actors and it's those lights and, and, it's, and it's just it's go you know what i mean there's no hiding and i suppose you can make the case you, gotta, you hide behind the 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 exactly the hide behind the character right yeah you hide behind the personality but uh, i just a, i just don't see that part, differ- the hard part <laughs> yeah exactly i don't see that dif- differentiation there, that doesn't exist for me it's like man i have a really hard time not being me all the time <laughs> it's so Dude, that's it's, funny Please. That's funny that you say that because on 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 Wednesday we did another interview with this dude who's a comedian and he was telling us he was telling us kind of the same thing he was like yeah dude I imagine like it's probably way harder like being like super fucked up or something and then like performing like a musician because you don't have like and I was like nah man you're a comedian that's like the hardest like <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest that's, ever that's, bro that's right. the most nerve wracking like performance because right. you're just by yourself that's it like you're, you don't have nobody bro like you fuck up nobody laughs like you're just <laughs> like no one's gonna save you like nobody you're just up there yeah. eating shit until it's until your time is up and then you go home and cry um, yeah man. <laughs> no, no, the, the, my wife has been yeah. getting into acting and well she is into acting she actually oh, great. she's been doing really well with it and um and, and it kind of inspired me to do uh improv and the the improv has been that to me was like a great balance because I knew that like acting, I feel like will get me a little bit more out of my shell, but it's just Mm. too much. I don't want to, I don't want to leave who I am, but I feel like I could kind of stay in myself with improv, even though you're playing, you can play characters and do sketches and stuff like that. I still felt like I was able to sort of maintain who I am, you know, at the core. And I know I listen, I'm sure as a good actor or any actor can maintain some piece of them within every character is up. I don't know about that shit. I'm just saying what I know about me. But what improv did on an amazing level was it was able it made it possible for me to really react and really be in a moment with somebody and hold the conversation like and truly react and truly be in the moment with somebody so I can you know, so we can have a conversation and do this. So it helped me in my communication and it helped me in being able to just, just be a better listener. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys get that similar thing from acting? Do you guys sort of agree? Do you agree with that? I mean, does that oh, apply? Yeah, for sure. Like doing like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, um, go for it. I, I teach theater. So yeah, I, I think any type of acting help helps you break out of your show. Like just for public speaking sake, you know, mm-hmm. it helps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, well, I was just gonna say because I did like I I did a little bit of acting, mm-hmm. but wouldn't uh, I did I did musical directing with uh, with Teatro Capesino. So like, I, I it made me doing that made me think of music in a completely different way because you're not writing songs, you're not performing like on stage like that. You know, you you're scoring a story. So like, it, it's just another avenue to me. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, and when you open your mind to different forms of creativity like you just you ultimately become a more creative person so like i think anything like if, if you're gonna like learn new disciplines and new skills like learn as much as you can because like it's only gonna make you better can't get worse yeah get 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 that toolbox filled up with all, all the tools that may help you, absolutely you, know? you gotta yeah. you gotta be you can't you gotta you gotta get outside of that that fear of being vulnerable like that fear of not being accepted it's just like you have to get past that if you want to truly tap into your your truest form of performance that's what i've found for you know 
music and even this, you know, like I, I have to, I really truly had to become very comfortable with myself to be able to just talk to complete strangers and just, Hey, let's talk about like some real serious shit now. And then we'll change topics yeah. and do something fun. You know? So it's like, you know, you gotta, it's, it's just work. It's just work. Um, so it breaks, breaks you out of your shell, you know, like yeah, trying so. different art forms. I mean, Mario be doing pole dancing and stuff, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that really that really shaped them as a yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can tell. I mean, the, <laughs> with those shades, man, those shades. Yeah, I mean, you can't see my ass right now because I'm sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Shut Definitely up. Like, you know what? It always uh, it's always weird to me, or not weird, but it's like it, it's just it's kind of confounding to me how you can put sounds to images and like like I'm, I guess I'm referencing how you write music or scoring music. How do you go about putting uh, the correct frequency to the right mood of what's going on on stage. How, how do you sort of hear, how do you hear that? How do you perceive what goes where? Dude, that, that's, that's a really good question because it's really tough. And that's something that I <laughs> hell, hell struggled with. But I think it comes down to two things. Like well, in music, there's like, there's like, mathematical ways that you can create moods mm -hmm. so like there's like majors and minors and sevenths and those are all different types of moods and right. like and then there's modalities and all that like you know so you start with the moods but then the different kinds of instrumentation that you have says something different about the character or the story or whatever like so like what i found is like trying to score something entirely with a guitar is really difficult because you're limited to just that yeah but then when you're trying to score shit with like keyboards and everything like honestly like any type of keyboard like that's your most open like plane so like yeah gives you more textures for sure yeah the more the more the more textures uh of the instrumentation that you have then the better it is but you have to also have a first have an understanding of how to create moods mm -hmm. so like musically if you create those moods then you're good and then once you have the tools to create them then boom that's you have it and then you have badass musicians behind you who could help you like you know, that helps a lot too but well, yeah like, a lot <laughs> but you know i'm just I, i'm just curious and like i don't know if there's an example that you can kind of pull out of thin air or whatever but like what like how do you like because like i've tried to do it just just do exercises where i like uh, i'll just go and just get a clip off of youtube and just just download it take the sound off of it and just try to make uh -huh. something that fit. And I'm just like, I just get in this really confused state. Like, you know, I, I don't know. Where do you start? Where do you, what, what's the first thing that you do when you're approaching? Like, I need this music for this scene. Like, what is, what is, what's the first thing that you do? Dude, that's well, as hard. a pole dancer, or, or go ahead. I'm gonna... <laughs> what, are you going to say something real? <laughs> oh, no, if it's not about pole oh. dancing, Mario, I don't want to hear <laughs> it's it. Not, it's not relevant. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I would, I start like, I start with just like a chord that I'm comfortable with. Like, fucking, I always like, fucking, like, if it's something sad, all right, I'm going to start playing A minor. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to try to come up with like some little progression. And then I'm going to try to do it like follow, you know, the way that people are speaking or the way that the image is moving, you know, has a cadence and it has a groove. So you have to try to match it to your best, to the best of your ability. So, like, I would start with like finding like, a progression or some kind of chord structure or decide if you don't want a chord structure you just want to kind of like hover on like chords or something mm. and then and then try to match the cadence of what's happening because obviously you don't want to be playing something super fast and then the 
what you're seeing is doesn't reflect it so yeah you can you can there's i mean there's different ways also like if you know music really well you can kind of find the notes and mm. kind of the same and the tone structures but say you're not like very like well read in music you can also go by feeling you know like like think about what that scene is doing what's happening what's 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 the energy of, of what's going on and then say like if it's tense or sad then look for the sound that best relates to that emotion like how does that sound make you feel mm. and nine out of ten we're humans you know so we all kind of have similar emotions um, just different triggers but if you could find something that relates sound wise to how you're feeling you connect it you know by feeling yeah yeah, yeah. right now. and when you're doing and when you're doing like theater like hopefully you're lucky enough to have a director who can tell you what they want like who can tell you okay so in this scene i want i want it to be like indigenous i want it to sound rainbow yeah <laughs> yeah like that hopefully, hopefully you have someone who could like explain it yeah. to you like clearly and you could be like all right yeah yes. i know what you're talking about and like not just like <laughs> but that doesn't always hella. happen yeah no, sometimes you have something hella abstract, right. or you have people who are just like fucking yeah, just put music on it. <laughs> <laughs> Music's fine, yeah, yeah, great music. Oh, okay. <laughs> just get a flute, a thing, yeah, just start yeah. doing shit, bro. It's cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. um, you you guys, uh, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show, and then you know, oh, I thanks, bro. I, I really I really enjoy what you guys are doing, and I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy the visuals. Like, uh, what's the one? Oh my god, uh, the one where she's getting dressed and she's the the hot high chick. class, high class. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just yes. I love the visuals. Yeah. I I love what you guys are doing. Um, it, I'm excited to see what happens after all the the chaos and the and the sickness is is uh gone and and we can we all resume. are bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're all just yeah, holding on tight. Loose. Woo, yeah. man! It, it, I'm I'm curious. Uh, have you guys? Uh, has there been any commotion in Salinas? I know Salinas is a little smaller city, but I mean, you know, they get rowdy in Salinas. Uh, have you guys had any commotion or or any protests, peaceful protests? Any anything? Uh, luckily, luckily, there's been there's been a good amount of of uh, of just completely peaceful protests. Uh, people kind of just marching around uh, Old Town. Like we, they blocked off the street and stuff, but everybody, everything respectful. Everything, That's great. Like, Nothing crazy. Salinas. Nobody's nobody's out here trying to tear tear the town down and right. bullshit. Salinas is a is a pretty strong community. You know, we have a lot of good people that, that advocate for their community, so it kind of helps keep it keep it all together. You know, peaceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so important, man. It's so important, and that... it, and it's good because Salinas actually like growing up, like you know, Salinas has a a stigma of like violence and like all this bullshit, and, like and when you see thing when you see like what's happening in the country right now. And how Salinas is not reflecting all that violence and all that stuff, it goes to show like the real like people, like and how that stigma is not real. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and and even I just said I know Salinas gets rowdy. You know, like that's just I mean, I've never witnessed I mean, other than at Casa Sorrento at like one thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a completely different I story. Think I was there that time. <laughs> probably. It was probably you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know there was someone pole dancing I was in pole the back. Dancing, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> yeah. It was nonviolent. Yeah, nonviolent action. No man, I no, I you know, like I said, like I, you know, Central Valley gets a gets a tough rap. You know, the Central Valley in general, and, and I'm not saying that I've always been 
I've always had kind words about that part of the country, but the the one thing that I do say that, that about uh, Central Valley is that I love the people. It's the people. It's like you know, like you you might be smelling like cesspools, and you know there it might be a little dusty and stuff. But man, like the people are cool and they're genuine people, and that's what I love about like Central Valley is that it's the people, man. The people is why I would I go back to these places. Because man, yeah, man. <laughs> some of I mean some of those towns, I, and I'm, I hate to shit on it, guys. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to shit on your towns or anything, but like it just like it just is not for me. That's all I'm saying. It's not for this um, guy. It's but, not for everybody. It's not no. for everybody. For and, <laughs> but but I I have a good time every time I go there. So it's it's not like I've had this horrible experience in Central Valley. It's just it's just hot. I just don't like hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean everybody got everybody got their own their own their own liking and their own weather that yeah. they like. Hey, but anyway, I mean it's it's a beautiful place. We we we've traveled different places and I mean there's a lot of places that I enjoy too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our community not, is not cool. To, uh, not uh, not to be weather. biased, but Salinas has the best weather in the world. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like we cuz we have the calmest weather. Like we don't have oh. our our extreme seasons are not extreme. Like mm-hmm. we don't it doesn't snow. It never gets like crazy crazy. It never gets to like it rarely gets to like a hundred or mm. right now with climate change and shit. Yeah. It's starting to get more <laughs> hot, but it never gets like over a hundred degrees. It never gets like below fucking super cold. Like it's, and it's always moderate. So it's yeah. moderate calm. Don't go telling them that they're going to want to come live here, bro. <laughs> right. uh, oh, never mind. It sucks. <laughs> Gentrification is coming your way. Now you just invited them all in. <laughs> oh, you know what? Those peaceful protests, you're inviting in the rioters is what you're doing. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it was it was it was it was a shitty joke. Uh, anyways, I I love you guys. You guys are amazing, and uh, thank you so much for coming on. I I truly do appreciate it, and hey, thank and you. thank you for yeah, thank, thank you, you for suffering through this craziness. This is the first time I've done this like this ever. So this to me is this. I had fun. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, man. yeah, it's yeah, cool, man. Wow. This great. is great. Thank you for having us. Yeah, okay, hey, awesome. Stay safe out there, man. Everybody, I'm going to do my best. Yes, man. please. Yeah, for sure, man. You guys fucking stay safe, stay strong, and, uh, you know, uh, we will talk soon. Uh, I'll, I'll say... Yeah, man. I'll, everybody out... I was going to say, everybody out there, support your local artists. You know, right now it's the time to, to help support, and also the causes that are going on around you, you know. Um, try to be a part of that change. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cheers. All right, gentlemen. I play the video game. Uh, does uh, you know what? Give me one second. Uh, let me see if there's any. Is anybody is anybody listening? If they have any questions for the band, uh, drop them in right now. Uh, as we're about to wrap up, uh, I'm gonna see if drop any, that shit. drop drop some questions if you guys want. Uh, we drop we it like it's hot. You can use the channel points, or I like to call them speaker points, and uh, and use them. If you like, we'll give them a few seconds before we sign off and see if anybody is feeling uh, good. Also, anybody who's interested in the game, man, try to pass it. Show me. I'm not good at video games, so I haven't I haven't been able to pass it all the way yet. But somebody passes it, show me a picture what it looks like at the end, man. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen the end of your game. No, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not good. I'm not very good at video games. Media, you know, I, I always get stuck at the. There's this boat level. It's really hard. <laughs> there's a boat. And I get, I, it's, it's because like we photo. designed it, it homie designed it like the old school like super nintendo games oh. where they're like those games were hard, hard as fuck you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. Yeah. real so skill he designed you, it like that 
That's tight. Yeah, it okay. Makes, it my, makes skill. My, my son will probably <laughs> want to play that shit. He's all about it. Uh, okay. Thank you guys. I, I super duper appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful day. Rest hey, of your YouTube, day. Brother. And uh, we're going to transition back over here and we're going to play Mata de Moto uh, by, um, I'm going to say it wrong and you guys can make fun of me. Ken Sabe. Okay. Hey, hey, like I said, it's in me, baby. Hassican. Chikonki right here, baby. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. I will talk to you guys soon.
Thank you so much, Blaine Dillinger, The Nightheart, Mama Nightheart, Ken Sabe. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And, you know, I'm just so happy and proud that we're now into the WSEG TV shows. And now that the show can honestly come and sort of meld together into whatever it's becoming. So I'm super happy that uh, with the stream, again, everybody go check out WSEG TV, twitch.tv slash we speak English good. I am going live today at 3 p.m., which I should have fucking, why didn't I put that at the beginning? Jesus, nobody's listening to this now. No one gives a shit about what I'm saying right now. As soon as the guests are done, you guys are like, done. I know it because I can seize it. I see where you motherfuckers click off. So, yeah, I see you. I see you. As soon as Ken Sabe is done, you're going to click off. <laughs> no, it's okay. For the, like, 20% of you who are left, um, today I'll have Johnny Tar, who's a friend of the show, uh, uh, back on the show today uh, at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as of the release of this podcast on Friday, July 10th, 2020. So we will be going live with Johnny Tar today at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm super excited to bring back my my buddy and old co-host of We Speak English Good, uh, Offbeat. MC Offbeat's coming back. He's coming back to talk some shit. Um, he still has his unique vision of, of, of America and I want to talk about it because I'm very curious at how people can be supporting our current administration still, I'm just still curious. Um, so (laughs) I just don't understand how you could be supportive of that, of that human, um, I mean, I, I can because the opposition is shit and garbage anyways. But at least the opposition isn't writing divisive tweets that are setting our fucking country ablaze. Look, if you have a different opinion about it, I don't give a fuck. Okay? This is my show. I'm going to say what the fuck I want to say. Also, I'm super happy and proud about the, the new product at modedstudios.com. M-O-D-E-D-S-T-U-I-D. Oh my god, S-T-U-D-I-O-S So, modedstudios.com Our sponsor It's amazing (laughs) They totally made a Make America Great Again hat They took MAGA hats And they embroidered uh, BLM as a Like a tag over the MAGA hats It's fucking dope And it's divisive And incendiary as fuck But you know what? I don't know, man. Like, it just seems like, do you fight fire with fire? I don't know, but they're supporting the show. So, yes, we do. <laughs> no, in all honesty, I support the BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, but but I do fear that it, that it's turning more into a censorship game than it is actually fixing the problems that uh, that uh, that initiated all this. So that's my fear. I, I I love what's going on. You know, not everything. I don't love everything that's going on in the streets right now. But but I, I'm happy that that people are are are, are listening and the message is getting across. 
and that we have to do something about these crumbling neighborhoods in our country that we have just ignored. We have to do something about this fucking prison system that's just modern day slavery. We got to figure out where to put the money. And that's where I stand with all that. It's like, let's reallocate some funds here, folks. Let's stop killing brown people across the pond. And let's start helping brown people here in our own country and that, you know, we, we left behind. That, that uh, you know, suburbia and, and the cities here have just sort of trampled over and forgotten about and just sort of brush it under the rug, you know, these, these crumbling neighborhoods that... Uh, that exists in our country um so i don't know anyways (laughs) i'm not trying to go into all that but uh today 3 p.m uh eastern standard time offbeat which he he holds a very different opinion for me um so i think that's great that's why we were that's why he was my co-host back in the day because i tend to just go as far as (laughs) i tend to just go and then he sort of helped anchor me back into somewhat of a reality because we were having these same exact conversations four years ago when um when uh, when our current president and uh hillary clinton were facing off and you know we were it was a different it was a different situation then and you know so like it's just i'm really curious in seeing how his opinions have changed over the years since it's been so long since it's been on the show it's i think it's only i think it's been like two years so when we when i first when i last talked to uh, offbeat it was when uh our president or trump was uh was facing all that russia stuff um russia gate or whatever the hell so it'll be interesting to see what, where he stands after um you know this blunder of uh, of how our leaders are handling the pandemic the blunder of how our leaders are handling these protests and the blunder of just letting this fucking human being tweet these awful things. Um, so I'm interested. I'm on, I'm very interested. So that is later today. If you're interested, if you're listening to this now in the morning and you want something for the afternoon, well, fucking tune in, baby, because it's going off. And the, and the shitty thing is I feel kind of bad for Johnny Tar, who's also been on the show, who is an electro-funk artist, who I absolutely adore. I love his music. I love what he does. Uh, he does lo- he does a looping th- uh, performances. Um, he, he's just, and he's just fucking awesome. He's just a fucking rowdy Welshman, um, which I think he's, he's it's, which the rowdy Welshman in him is sort of getting, uh, you know, thinned out a bit because he had a baby and, you know, he's married and, eh, you know, you tend to, you tend to slow down after that happens. But uh, uh, he's been doing some cool tours and uh, he's got a lot, he's got a new album out. It's a live, uh, in-studio live album uh, with the Johnny Tar Quartet, which is available currently on all streaming platforms. So, Again, today, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Check out her Twitch schedule, which is Tuesday, Thursday, 8 a.m. and Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, we're going to be releasing a new song, I think sometime this month, uh, which is a collaboration between uh, the Euphoria Brass Band, uh, San Diego, California, and Raina Mystique. I fucking dig this song. Raina's rapping and singing and to a brass band, like a New Orleans-style brass band. 
it's dope. I can't wait to share it with you guys. So be on the lookout for that, RaidMystique.com. Also, of course, I'm going to push it again, WSEG TV, every Mondays at, Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Fridays at uh, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm also going to be throwing in extra streams throughout the week, which will probably end up being on Wednesdays. So I'm going to have different things going on. Uh, so pay attention. Follow me. Uh, follow me on Twitch. You can subscribe on Twitch, but it costs five dollars, um, which I think is worth it. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. You can like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Discord, the whole thing. Uh, at We Speak English, good. And uh, then you can go ahead and uh, subscribe to us on fa uh, uh, <laughs> on Facebook. No. You can subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. Subscribe to us on Twitch. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We have music tutorials. We have the live video element of these interviews. These next interviews coming up will have the live video element of it. And so it's very exciting. Very, very exciting stuff coming up here. So, uh, yeah. That, that's that's about it, everybody. I hope you guys are doing okay. Have a safe weekend. It, it's it's going to be a hot one where I'm at. So be, try to try to beat the heat. And uh, I love you guys. And I will see you later on today for WSEG TV at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the return of Offbeat and Johnny Tar. Okay, guys. Take care of your fellow take care of your fellow human beings hjs for everybody i will see you guys let's try